I see what you're talking about. What's that? I said, let's see here. Hey, are you, can you go into our, into the stream, like on your phone or something or on your computer or something, some way, somehow, maybe it actually on doesn't, it doesn't have to be right now. Actually, I'll mod you later. Okay. I'll mod you later. Okay. Do you want me to check anything on the video? I've got it here. I mean, if you want okay. to, you can, I'm, I'm going in as myself. Yeah, I just went in. Sounds good. Why don't you chat? Type something once you're in. On YouTube? Yeah. There you go. What is up, YouTube? Welcome in, everybody. Welcome in, everybody. The, uh... This is the Victorious POD, and we are live here. Um, I'm pretty excited about it. This is going to be our final preseason podcast here. I, uh, I've got my buddy Jack here, who I will bring up on the big screen here very shortly. I just wanted to give a quick, quick introduction and a warm welcome to everybody here who is checking us out for the first time or not the first time. Welcome. We uh, appreciate you listening, watching. Speaking of listening, you can find The Victorious POD on all of your favorite podcast applications, or you can go to www.anchor.fm slash The Victorious POD. There, you will see all the platforms that we are on. Plus, you can find or yeah, you can find our voicemail box and you can leave us a voicemail if you so choose to. I'd like to give a special thank you to Garlic Johnson, who has helped me out on all of my technical stuff. Um, we've sat around in Discord channels, talking back and forth and getting all of my settings ready. So thank you very much. I would like to also thank Levi Oki. He has created all of our wonderful um, overlays and all of our artwork that you see. So thank you very much to him. If you'd like to check out his artwork, you can go to him on Instagram at Levi Oki Illustration on Instagram. So uh, that is awesome. Jack, I'm going to bring you in right now. And uh, why don't you tell us how it's going tonight, man? Oh, it's it's good to be in. I, I can't see my face, but everybody else can. So I'm sorry to have to have you watch that. I'm um, good. Excited to be back. We're, we're a week away from football officially as of today. So getting pumped and uh, ready to get the last of our our big drafts and our everybody's draft season done with and start enjoying our teams. 
Right on. Hey, I just uh, I wanted to go through a few announcements here before we get started. And um, one thing is, is I want you guys who are out there who have Discord, join our Discord. Um, I don't have the link handy right now, but it will be in the description below once this podcast goes live on the apps and once I edit the uh, description of this video. Otherwise, when you're done watching this podcast, you can go to another one of our podcasts and find the link there. Join our Discord. Our Discord is another way you can interact with this podcast, which is what we're all about this season. We want to be able to interact with you, and Discord is one of the best ways to do it. There, you will find channels to literally talk about regular football, fantasy football. We have team evaluators. We have which player would you rather start, and we use the reactions in in uh, in Discord to be able to like vote and stuff like that. So please join us. You can also um, every episode this season we'll have an opportunity for people who have questions or statements regarding football, fantasy football, whatever, to actually come on to our podcast and chat with us for a few minutes uh, before we sign off for the evening. So the best way to do that is to join our Discord. So please join our Discord. Um, another thing that I want to do right now, Jack, I don't think I've even told you this, but if you check out in the um, uh, in the chat here of our, dis- of our uh, live stream here, you'll see that I just put in a command. And I don't know if it's going to work or not. I hope it does. I, uh, I put in a command called donate, and it didn't seem to work, and that's frustrating. <laughs> Let me try it here. Oh, I see it there. I no, see it, it but yeah. it didn't do anything. Hold on one sec. Oh, there it is. Okay, it did come up. It just took a little bit. You can go, you can donate to us directly here at the Victorious POD, which is awesome. Um, if you go to www.streamlabs.com, slash victorious pod slash tip there you can give us a donation and Streamlabs doesn't take anything from it so it directly goes to us nobody takes a cut at all so the best way to support this podcast other than following and subscribing to us on youtube is actually to donate to us via that link so uh, please, please do that. So that is very exciting. And we appreciate everybody who follows and subscribes to us. So um, that is awesome. One last note that I wanted to get into before we head into this whole big thing. Um, I want to say you can follow us on Twitter and you can follow us on Instagram. Uh, on Twitter, you can follow us at Victorious POD, and on Instagram, you can follow us at the Victorious POD. Uh, Jack, do you have any announcements before we get into it? No, no big announcements. You covered uh, most of it solid. Um, yeah, biggest thing is just if you're if you're bored, if you're in a different league, if you're in a league with one of us or not, uh, get involved in the Discord. Toss some questions out there. Um, send something over on Instagram, Twitter. I'm super big on making bets financial or otherwise, and just taking different hot takes, bold takes and stuff. So I'd love to interact more either to evaluate a trade or just discuss something for a prediction for the coming season. So yeah, we just want to, we want to chat with you guys. We don't want to just hear ourselves talk all the time. I would agree. I mean, one of the biggest things that I said in a different podcast is that 
I'm I'm looking to build like a community or a space where people who who just want to talk about fantasy football and not necessarily with people with inside their own league, but maybe branch out and um, be able to uh, just just talk, uh, you know, and not really have to have that guarded sense of like, you know, am I giving away too much information? So uh, we want this space to be open for everybody to be able to come in and just talk and have a good time about fantasy football. Uh, we also do have other channels set up for things other than uh, football as well, too. So, I mean, it's just really set up to be just this perfect place for you to be able to come in and hang out, especially if you're like me and you don't like hanging out with people in real life. So, uh, internet friends are always better than regular friends. So, that's there's that. All right. So, um, I think I've pretty much covered it one last thing guys youtube we have 78 subscribers i know i said i was gonna be done but i'm sorry 78 <laughs> subscribers on youtube guys this is awesome thank you so much everybody for following us on youtube we are so close to that goal of 100 we want to get that custom url so please please subscribe tell a friend tell a family member like go take your girlfriend's phone or your wife's phone sign them into youtube and just follow us on on uh on uh, on YouTube, that that would be that would be awesome. So, I think I'm finally done, Jack. We got bits and bites coming up. What do you got for us, man? Uh, we do. So this is going to be a segment that we're kind of switching up a little bit how we did it last year. We're just going to kind of each pick one current thing going on in the news, whether it's a reaction from the last week or um, big update, something like that. So. Uh, for this one, mainly, I'm just kind of talking a little bit about preseason. I know we've had some conversations in our, our main leagues group messages, but um, there have been a lot, of, a lot of key injuries. I know we moved it down to three preseason games this year from four. Um, some people have talked about only making it two preseason games. Other people are just questioning constantly why teams are playing their starters. I mean, we just lost J.K. Dobbins to the, uh, for the year this last week. Cam Akers went down. Travis Etienne went down. A lot of running backs. Um, so it's always tough when you see a bunch of injuries happen, unfortunately. I mean, it changes things for us fantasy-wise, but real football, too, you got to feel for them. So um, I don't know if you really have any insights, Walters, on my thought. Like, should I mean, should teams just sit all of their important players and not have them get any reps? Like, what do you, what do you feel as far as the preseason goes? Uh, preseason game number three definitely should be treated like preseason game number four. Uh, you get them out there for one or two series, and then you pretty much just, you know, Put them, put them on ice. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, um, I think regardless the number of preseason games you have, there's always going to be a chance for injury. So I don't mm -hmm. think you can really get around it. Um, I do think that even though from like a regular fan's perspective, the preseason is probably one of the most boring and uninteresting things that you can have out there. But I mean for the coaches and the players, especially for the players who are actually trying to make a roster, the preseason is one of the most important uh, things uh, for for the players and coaches. So um, I can absolutely understand why we do preseason. What do you what do you think of that take? Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with that. I don't I think it's like you said, it's more important for real football. It's more important for people trying to make the roster. I get with the veterans needing to get up to speed and like having some in-game action to an extent but uh i feel like the the risk outweighs the reward with a lot of that so i think one maybe two preseason games get them in there for a drive or two don't uh don't try to give your receivers any 
passes over the middle where they're going to get laid out, nothing, nothing risky, um, and then get them out of there as soon as possible. I'd rather have my guys take a little bit to get ready week one versus lose, losing them for the season. But I mean, it's hindsight's twenty twenty. So um, beyond that, the only other bit and bite segment that we had was just talking a little bit about the rookie quarterbacks this year. I mean, that's kind of been the biggest, I guess, preseason news, at least that I've been following. Uh, we won't go over them a ton because we'll talk kind of as the trade. Uh, the draft breakdown goes, but with five uh, different rookie quarterbacks that were all taken in the first round this year, um, uh, there's been kind of news all over the place. I mean, Fields and Trey Lance both haven't been announced as day one starters. They're expected to take over soon. Uh, Mac Jones just got announced as the week one starter and they cut Cam Newton to do it. Zach Wilson obviously is the starter for the Jets because who else do they have? Trevor Lawrence, uh, the team ended up trading away Gardner Minshew to give him the deal or the starting job. And then, uh, Sounds like he had a little minor injury where he might be out possibly for week one. But long story short, the uh, the face of the franchise and the face of the entire league is going to be um, very different with five new impact rookies pretty quickly starting right off the bat. So excited to see what they all kind of do and how this shakes out with who ends up as the number one this year and beyond. All right, quick question for you. If you had to pick a rookie quarterback to be the best in fantasy this season, uh, just quick fire. Who do you got? Quick question uh, per game. Like if they, if one of them doesn't start for four or five weeks, are we just talking total points or what? Uh, yeah, sure. We'll do points per game. Sure. Per game. I'm going to go with Trey Lance. Um, I think his rushing ability is going to be insane. It's just whether he starts day one. So obviously like Zach Wilson and Mac Jones are guaranteed to start, but I think Trey Lance and Justin Fields are both going to be monsters when they finally do get in there. Okay, and if there was, uh, you wanted to pick the one guy who is starting day one, who would you choose? At this point, we don't even know if Trevor's going to start with his injury. So I, I think fantasy-wise, I think uh, probably Zach Wilson, just because he's going to have to air it out more. I think the Patriots will use Damian Harris to kind of get his feet wet, and he won't have to do as much, so... I'll go Zach Wilson of those two. Yeah, I've got I've got the most excitement for Zach Wilson to see what he can do. Obviously, I'm not going to be starting him in any fantasy leagues, but uh, I'm <laughs> excited to see exactly what this guy can come up with. Okay, so moving on to my bit and bite real quick, unless you had anything else? Nope. Okay, all right. So my bit and bite this week, um, I've been trying to do a lot on the social media, on the Twitter aspect the last week. You might have seen me doing a whole bunch of retweets. And my bit this week is, Jack, what do you think about the NFL being rigged? Let me let me just ask you that question first. Do, do I think it is? Or <laughs> what are we asking? I mean, here? just like when I say NFL and rigged in the same sentence, like what is like, what is your first thought that comes to mind? Like, what, what do you got? Uh, ridiculous okay all right so i'm, I'm kind of playing off the ridiculous train here a little bit so i okay. i kind of tweeted out because fox put out like uh like a question like a poll like who do you think is going to be the nfl mvp and they list like four quarterbacks on there right and i'm like mm-hmm. really so are is fox telling me that they already know who the nfl mvp for the 21 <laughs> the 21 season is going to be already so it's just like come on i mean like, at least give another in my opinion, give another player a shot to, I mean, like, why can't, uh, cool dude. Thanks. I appreciate that. Uh, why can't, uh, you know, why can't Delvin or why can't like, uh, you know, another running back, something like that be, uh, be an MVP. It's happened before. I mean, what year was, uh, AP, the MVP, 
14? Was it 2008 or 2012? Something. It's it's been about 10 years. Well, so, uh, it's it's due. So, I mean, that was kind of that <laughs> was kind of my bitter bite. Like, so I just kind of wanted yeah. to have I want to have fun with the bit. So, if you guys want, go uh, go on our social media, check out some of the tweets. I post up a lot of questions. Hey guys, check check this out. Who do you think? You know, so go on there and we'll uh, we'll get her done. So. Uh, moving on, we are going to be talking ab- about some of our segments that you're going to be able to expect coming up in these uh, regular season episodes. And one of our bits that we really love to do is the NFL Pick'em. So, Jack, why don't you explain to us a little bit about what our NFL Pick'em is going to be about this year? Yes. So I'm sure some of you, if you're avid football fans, are familiar with the Pick'em. They do it a lot on the Sunday NFL Countdown where all the, all the people at the tables um, pick, you know, which team is just going to come out on top and then they track it over the entire season week to week. So, I mean, somebody will finish, you know, picking correctly on the Sunday night matchups, 12 and five or whatever, for example, this one, we're doing it a little bit differently where um, it's a little bit of a play on that, where you can pick one matchup each week. You're basically calling one game, one team to beat another. So say the Vikings are playing the Bengals this week. I believe that's our week one matchup. And you really feel strongly like, of all 16 games, the Vikings, I think, are, are a safe lock. I'm going to pick them. You lock the Vikings in as your week one pick. You get it right or you get it wrong. We keep track of it. Um, the catch is that from that point on, you can't use the Vikings the rest of the season. So there's going to be 18 weeks this season with, with a bye week. You're going to have to pick 18 different teams and see how you stack up. Uh, we did this last year with myself and you, Walters, and then uh, about four of the other podcasts that we're friends with, podcast hosts, joined in. So we kind of did a little little competition running game to see who had the, you know, best insight for matchups. And you don't want to use your, you don't want to pick the chiefs right off the bat. Cause I mean, chances are they're, they're one of the more locks to win every single week. So um, anybody basically long story short, who is interested, whether it's a listener, another member in the league, um, let us know. Basically you have from right now until next week to give one of us your pick for the week one, pick them and we will enter you in. We'll check in with you every week. We'll post the standings and see if you can, take down one of us two as the hosts here here's the uh here's a little caveat to that all right if if you want to play with us join the discord because that's going to be the easiest way that you can submit your pick and then if we even want to throw a little bit of skrilla on it like if we want to throw down some cash and say winner take all you know let's do it we can we can whip up a spreadsheet and we can keep track you know so join the discord and give us your money yeah it's free and it's easy. I mean, I know some of you are old and don't understand Discord, but we'll figure walk it you out. through it. Figure it out. Yeah. It's not hard. But yeah, that's where all that's where all the picks will be. That's where we'll officially take our pick submission week to week. So if you uh, if you want to get in, you can't just text us the pick. You gotta actually go in the Discord and say, Here's my here's my choice. Right on. Okay. All right. So we're gonna get into our next little thing here. It's gonna be called the Tater Todd Hot Take. Each week we are going to bring some of our hot takes to you guys. Um, nothing new. It's just two guys probably making stuff up as we go. They're probably going to be wrong, but Hey, we don't care. This is part of the fun of having your own podcast. You can say pretty much whatever it is you want to say. So, um, if you have a hot take of your own, I mean, unless we get like 50 million of them, um, you know, we'll read your hot take on the air. So again, join the discord, submit your hot take and, uh, We'll uh, we'll uh, include you guys in the podcast because this podcast is all about being inclusive and uh, having fun here. So that's what we want to do. 
Um, Jack, um, I see that you're working on something here called That's a Bold Strategy Cotton. Do you want to give me like a little bit of insight on what you're talking about here? Yeah. Um, so uh, hopefully a lot of people would know that quote from Dodgeball. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. We'll see how it plays out for him. This is uh, kind of, I'm just doing this for fun off of the Tater Tot hot take. I mean, as you mentioned, they're not really supposed to all be right. It's not like we're saying, hey, I bet Dalvin Cook runs for 50 yards this week. Like, duh, so does everybody. <laughs> These are ones that are, you know, 75% of them are probably going to be wrong, but it's the ones that you're kind of taking a, a home run swing on to see if you get right. And more importantly, even if you're wrong, like if I say, hey, I bet, I don't know, James Robinson runs for 150 yards this week, that's my bold take. It's not so much about whether it's right or wrong as it is just showing you how much I believe he's going to have a good game. If he runs for only 110 yards, yeah, I guess technically I was wrong, but it's more of a, see, like, this is what I was talking about. This is why you should start him. So um, a lot of people have probably seen these. A lot of different professional, official fantasy analysts do this um, in their their league or their leagues and their shows and everything. But it's really common to do a a 32 item list basically where you take one bold take or one out there prediction for each team at the start of the season and then uh see how they kind of pay off that way it's it's a, a variety you're not picking just all one position you're not picking all players from your favorite team so i'm working on that now i'm working on doing like a one one hitter so i know last year like one of the ones that the fantasy footballers had was derrick henry will lead the league in rushing yards and rushing touchdowns that happened to be right so like things that you know are in the realm of possibility but are maybe kind of tougher to pull off um, or maybe saying that like a, a younger, like the second wide receiver on a team is going to outperform the top wide receiver on a team, for example. So more to come on that. I'll probably end up just putting that in the discord more just for fun. And we can have some debates and people can see what they think on it. And we can kind of see how things stack up at the end of the year. I just kind of wanted to just kind of wanted to see and help collect my thoughts and tell you what players I'm high on or maybe what offenses I'm, I'm staying away from. Okay, cool. While we got you up on the big stream, big screen we will talk about swimming upstream so jack what is swimming upstream and um well first why don't you introduce it and tell us exactly what swimming upstream is yes so sw swimming upstream is a segment we came up with last year and it kind of became one of my favorites quickly um basically where it came from is i've always been a big proponent of taking a quarterback late in drafts i think you can get really good value there where if you're spending a second round pick on Patrick Mahomes. Yes, he's probably one of the best quarterbacks, but there's just better players you can get there at other positions that help your team more. So we came up with an idea of what if you just picked a streaming quarterback? A lot of people have to stream, whether it's a buy or an injury. You picked one streaming quarterback every week, which that means we are choosing based off of our home league, only quarterbacks that are on the waiver wire. So ones that nobody is even rostering, let alone starting and seeing how we can do, um, as far as like picking the right matchups, picking a hot streak, and then seeing how it stacks out over the course of a season. Okay. Yeah, I like it. Last year, you picked weeks 1 through 14, and you actually ended up as quarterback 3 on the season, which is pretty good. So um, that just goes to show you, I mean, it was it was our first year, so we don't have a lot of data on it, but it's just another... It's another data point to show you, especially from um, the, the big time podcast guys who do fantasy football stuff, that streaming a quarterback week to week is viable. I mean, if you really feel like you need to punt on a quarterback in your draft, you definitely could. You just have to look at your matchups and decide whether or not it is worth going 
after that quarterback for that week. So Jack, congratulations. Um, uh, I just, just to point out real quick on here, it says that, um, uh, you were above Russell Wilson and below, uh, Mahomes and Kyler, and you finished with 292 streaming points last year with that. So that is, that is awesome. So, uh, just to reiterate, we always will pick the quarterback that is on our waiver wire in our league of record. That is the victorious secret fantasy football league. And um, we will always offer up one for there. All right. Do we have anything else that we want to talk about before we get into our draft review? Because I know that there's a bunch of people dying to hear about our draft review. Yeah. No, last thing I'll say on that one, same thing. If anybody thinks that they can uh, be a late-round guru quarterback drafter, better one than me, uh, let me know. If you want to compete week to week and see who has a better uh, streaming quarterback, I, I welcome the challenge. I'm going to see if I can beat my own mark this year. But yeah, let's get into this uh, draft breakdown. Okay, right on. So let's see here. Well, we're going to go right over to here real quick. All right. So this league here is the uh, drop shot uh, Call of Duty podcast league. This This podcast I found, oh, I want to say I found right at the beginning of 2021 this year. We were in the uh, heart of the pandemic, and I was bored with my other podcasts and audiobooks, so I decided, hey, well, I'm a, I might as well try and give this a shot. And I've turns out, I just I, I love the podcast, and I joined the Discord community. A bunch of great guys, a lot of a lot of fun being uh, being a part of that. And I found out that they have a fantasy football league, so I decided, hey, you guys, if you guys give me your fantasy football draft board, me and my partner here will uh, definitely. Uh, roast you guys on our podcast if we wanted to. So <laughs> they uh, they agreed, and we are here now. I'm uh, going to be talking about them. And so um, I also just wanted to point out real quick, if you have a league of your own that you want to have reviewed, send us a donation. Join the Discord. Send us a donation. And we will either feature you on a podcast or we will have a separate featured video up on our YouTube page for you to be able to do these draft reviews. So we will get this going. The Drop Shot League is a 12-person Superflex League. They have um, your standards uh, set up, um, quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end. But then they have two flex spots, and they have a Superflex spot. It is half-point PPR. And we will be getting going here with my first, um, my first draft review here. Um, team Jimbo Slice. This was team number one. Um, my thoughts for you on quarterback. Mahomes at 101 in the Superflex is a great way to start your draft. Although Kirk Cousins at 16 off the, uh, as the 16th quarterback off the board. Um, Makes me a little bit nervous. He had a great year last year, definitely. Um, but I feel like with Kirk Cousins going unvaccinated into the season, he's going to be always at risk on that on that COVID list. And that's like at least a two-week wait, I think it was, or a two-game wait. And I just don't want to deal with that. So I'm, I'm completely have Kirk Cousins off my board this year. Um, and I also don't understand why you would draft a third quarterback even at round 13. Um my personal opinion, and I'm going to be saying this a lot tonight, is you don't need extra quarterbacks. You don't need extra tight ends. 
use them to throw a dart at a wide receiver or running back because those are literally the most important. Well, they can be one of the most important positions on your roster and they can give you the most headache if you find yourself thin at those positions during the regular season. At running back, um, I love Antonio Gibson at uh, uh, 301. Uh, He's definitely the best running back that you're going to get at that point off the board. Um, Even though you've got three running backs that are at the top of their depth chart, overall, your running backs don't really scare me because I'm I'm really lukewarm on Henderson and Davis, uh, but I do feel that Trey Sermon could have some sleeper upside to him, so there, there is that. Uh, Trey Sermon does give me a, a, you know, a little bit of uh, excitement because I just feel like he could be a late round sleeper. Your wide, uh, wide receiver is Ridley. Calvin Ridley at two twelve is solid. Um, I'm going to be excited to see how he produces without Julio. Godwin is a solid uh, wide receiver too. Um, he will be atop of the wide receiver two tier this season. And um, I also believe that Debo, Williams, and Jones will have decent flex play opportunities. The only interest uh, that I have in your tight end is Tyler Higby. And the only reason I have that interest is because um, Matt Stafford is now throwing him the ball. Um, I'm really interested to see what Matt Stafford's going to do out there in uh, LA. So Tyler Higby, meh, but it, it'll be interesting to see what he can do fantasy-wise. Overall, I feel like you have some really nice pieces here. Um, I find that you're going to be spread thin at running back a little bit. Um, also, I would recommend staying away from drafting bench quarterbacks and tight ends. Target wide receivers and running backs. Um, I don't think you're going to make the playoffs, man. Honestly, I don't. Um, I'm going to give your draft grade a C. Um, I think you're going to be kind of fighting for a playoff spot, but I don't think you're going to be making it. So... Sorry about that, man. Uh, Jack, what do you have to say about uh, about Jimbo Slice's team? Yeah, um, so I'm going to have a couple of different thoughts on this, just more so when it comes to the Superflex side. Uh, I'm going to try to keep each of my team grades basically like a 60-second mark, so it'll be a quick hitter. Okay. But uh, starting off, like you said, Mahomes 101 for me, it's the locked and loaded pick in a super flex league uh, i know for non-super flex players this is going to look a little bit different quarterbacks bump up a good round of two rounds in this spot so um doing that and then for me personally pairing Mahomes with kirk cousins i totally get your points with you know the question marks with that i'm just trying to go into my drafts not even banking on the covid versus like what happens with that because it's just it's just going to be very unpredictable and people even that are players that are vaccinated are still having issues with close contact or getting it again so um, without getting too much into that side of it, I like Kirk Cousins' early season schedule a lot. He plays uh, a lot of really, really easy matchups. The Bengals, the Cardinals, uh, the, the Lions, the Panthers, like a really, really good start. So I think that plus the fact that Wentz is a little shaken up, I like them kind of as a, a double a pairing, if you will, where you can set Kirk as your second quarterback to start the year and then sub him out for Wentz if Wentz comes back because I think Wentz will have a nice year when he returns. Um, beyond that, moving on, I think, uh, your running backs, you got three in the first, uh, seven rounds, it looks like. So Antonio Gibson, I really, really like this year. Darnell Henderson, I think is going to be amazing if he gets the true workload with the Rams. It's, it's remains to be seen there, but him and Mike Davis are kind of in the same tier for me of like, they should be the guy and nobody loves them as players, but like opportunity is king when it comes to fantasy. And if they are the guys and they get the majority of the touches, like 
they're, they're going to do well. So I think them as your second and third with Gibson as a baseline is really, really strong. Chris Godwin, I'm huge on um, this year. It was, it's, you know, two years ago when he was the wide receiver two in all of fantasy football and came out of nowhere. He had a little bit of a rougher year last year. He was banged up a bit and he also had a lot of guys to compete with. So um, that being said, he's kind of the, the target volume guy on that team. Mike Evans is more of a red zone person. So I think he's a good safe wide receiver one for you to start with. And then going with Devo Samuel, who I really like this year. Um, and Marvin Jones, who I think is kind of like a late round value. I really like all three of them. Mike Williams, I mean, he's great for week one, but he always seems to get injured like two games into the season. So that, not so much. Uh, I'm actually higher than you on Tyler Higby. I think he's kind of a, a sleeper tight end where if I miss out on the first several guys, he's he's my target later on in drafts, which I tend to not get a, an early, early tight end. So um, I do like him. I think Zach Ertz as a pick was a complete waste. Um, I had him in couple of leagues last year and he burned me big time and really i will agree with you walters halfway where i think two tight ends is a complete waste unless it's a super like a premium on tight ends so i think just one you're going to pretty much set or stream the position but in super flex i think it's really really important to have three um you have to remember that you're always starting two quarterbacks for the most part and if you're not you're at a disadvantage so the second one of your two quarterbacks is on by you're basically missing like a starting position so having that third one to sub in for that or having two quarterbacks on your team the chances of them getting hurt is twice as much where in a regular league there's probably only 15 quarterbacks rostered so i mean if your guy gets hurt you can pick somebody up that's at least top half but in this league there's at least 24 rostered probably more like 30 to 32 so i mean one of your two guys goes down, you're basically playing with an arm tied behind your back all season. So I like Carson Wentz, especially in the second to last round. I think that was a really nice pick for you. Overall, I actually like this team a lot more. I'd probably give it more of like a B plus, just depending on how a couple of guys break out. But I was a, I was a big fan of this team after looking at them all. Okay. Do you want to go straight into Mr. Salmonella while you're up on the big screen? Sure. Okay. Yeah, you want to just alter- alternate? That's perfect. Yeah, that's cool. Mr. Sal, I just got it now that it's supposed to be Salmonella. <laughs> oh man, I was like Sal Manila. Got it. Okay, touche, sir. That's a good. That's a good team name right there. Um, with this one, I mean, CMC, you made the right pick. You're you're like not going to get Mahomes, but I think it's smart getting him instead of the next quarterback available. Um, that being said, I was a little bit surprised on uh, taking. Justin Herbert, not that I don't think he'll have a good season, but I mean, you had a few other guys that went in the next rounds. You could have gotten another good running back or wide receiver, and you could have ended up with Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, both who I'd probably like more than Herbert this year, because it's not like he's a a big runner who's going to separate that. Um, You're definitely balanced at every position, though, for the most part. I mean, you went four different positions with your first four picks, so I mean, you're getting spread out there, and then Kareem Hunt is your running back too. He's not super strong, but I think in a half PPR, I'd boost him up a little bit where I feel better about that. Um, you want two quarterbacks in your first five picks. So I do, I do like like leaning into the super flex side of things. I just don't think they were the right ones. Herbert for the reasons I just said ago, a minute ago. And then Joe Burrow, I think coming off that ACL and they didn't improve their line at all. He's going to just get hit constantly again. Yeah, they got another wide receiver, but they had weapons before. So I don't love either of your quarterbacks, but I do like the strategy you went with. Um, Juju, meh. Devontae Smith's a good late round, like flyer. Josh Palmer, McCole Hardman, though. I think like three quarters of your wide receivers, I'm just kind of out on personally. Ronald Jones is going to have to compete with so many other stars on that team. Zach Moss, I don't believe in. Um, Mac Jones was a nice flyer at the end, but uh, I'm not super high on this team. I think it was the right idea, like I said, just not the right specific players. So I'm more of like a like a C plus here. 
Oh, one sec here. Oh boy. All right, so I'm gonna have to absolutely agree with you on most of your takes here, um, Jack. The 101, or I'm sorry, the 102 CMC. That's obviously that's a no-brainer. Duh. So good for you on that one. Uh, the only other person I would have considered here, if he was available, would have been, um, obviously uh, the quarterback from uh, Kansas City, Mahomes. That guy. <laughs> so moving on uh, looking at your wide receivers here I, I'm going to have to echo what Jack says I'm mostly out on all your wide receivers DK is really the only one that stands out to me um, I like your tight end pick Mark Andrews I think he's a real solid pick um, your other running back choice that you have as well going back to your running backs I like Kareem Hunt I think Kareem Hunt showed last year that he actually does have fantasy value uh, being the running back two out there in Cleveland. If he does the same thing that he did last year, which um, I personally think that Kevin Stefanski wants to kind of mimic the same style offense that Zimmer had here in Minnesota when he was the offensive coordinator, is he wants to run that ball. And so they're going to be giving it to Chubb a lot, and then Chubb's going to have to come off the field. And so they're just going to keep they're just going to keep mixing it up. So I think uh, Kareem Hunt is a very very solid uh, running back, too, for you here. Overall, I love your starting running backs. Um, I think DK is awesome. Mark Andrews, I think he's good. But I'm out on, on your quarterbacks, all of them. I don't like any of them, especially in a super flex league. I think Joe Burrow sucks, personally, as a fantasy quarterback. And um, even though Mac Jones has been named the starter because Cam got cut, lucky enough for you, we don't even know if... Uh, Mac Jones is going to be fancy viable or not. So I don't understand why people are so hot and heavy to start a rookie quarterback, especially in a super flex league where if he sucks, you're going to have a long season. So I'm definitely out on your running backs. Um, I don't expect you to make the playoffs either. I'm, I mean, I'm giving you, I'm giving you a, a draft grade of C again. And I just, I mean, I just think that it's going to be kind of a long season for you, man. Sorry. Just Moving all on. C's right out the gate. Yep, yep. Moving on, we're gonna we're gonna hit up Dubfire thirty three. Um, for your quarterback, I love Lamar Jackson at two ten. Um, although I feel like your other quarterback that you drafted, uh, what do we got here? Uh, yeah, here we go again. Trevor Lawrence, rookie. On, um, you know, yeah, he was the first quarterback taken in the NFL draft, and he's. You know, he's he's going to have the starter day one if he's not injured, but he's unproven. We don't know how he's going to produce in a fantasy realm. So that's just way too risky for me, especially in um, a super flex league where it's super important to have a great second quarterback. Uh, moving on, um, even though I'm not a fan of Joe Mixon, and I will state that till the very end, I feel like... Um, that you have Derrick Henry, that will more than make up for it. So I feel like you have two good starting running backs as a combo together. Like if Mixon was by himself, I'd be like, I'm out. But for the fact that you have Derrick Henry, I think that will be more than viable. Um, your wide receivers, Mike Evans and Deontay Johnson, I think they're solid picks. A lot of people like Deontay Johnson. 
Uh, some people don't, but I think most people do. I think he's going to take up a lot of targets out there, out in Pittsburgh. So, um, And then Mike Evans, he's always had those big play uh, down the field plays. He's found the end zone a lot, I think, even last season with the new quarterback. So um, that's I think those were solid picks. Your tight end, Hawkinson. Hawkinson's like really the only viable target out there in Detroit. So I really love the fact that you went out and got probably uh, the guy who's going to be targeted, if not the most, the second most in the whole offense there out in Detroit. Overall, I love how you went out and got depth at the running back position. If you need one of those guys to fill in from your bench for one specific week or for the short term, I think it's going to be able to get you through it. Um, I feel like you have a solid team and you will have a shot at the playoffs. And I give your team a solid letter grade of B. Jack, what do you got? Yeah, um, I was very surprised taking Derrick Henry at three. Not that I don't think he's a beast with the workload and everything, but um, I think especially in a half PPR, but honestly, even in standard, I would take Kamara over Derrick Henry. And the fact that Delvin Cook was still on the board, I definitely would have taken him. So that's my only question mark. But I mean, you you went running back, which I would have done. So it's a horse apiece to each their own. Uh, number two, like you said, too, I really liked getting Lamar at uh, this late second pick. I think at least getting a quarterback after you saw, what, four come off the board already by that point was a smart move. I am the exact opposite, opposite of you as far as his third pick. I know most people probably know this about me, but I am a diehard Mixon believer. I will die on that hill 100%. Um, he, like, people call him injury prone and everything like that, but up until last year, he's played 14 or more games for all three of his seasons. Um, he's been an RB1 two of the last three years. Last year was just because of injury, and before he got injured, he was an RB1 then. He just gets tons of volume, and the only thing that's been holding him back is he hasn't gotten a lot of receiving work before. But the Bengals got rid of Gio Bernard. There is nobody else. I, I am fully fine if you end up getting a, a top-end wide receiver or Kelsey in, your, in the first round and then getting Mixon as your second pick but your first running back. So for you to get him... After Derrick Henry, you could have the best one-two running backs in the league, in my opinion. Love that pick. Uh, Mike Evans, I like. I like him more as a player, I think, than I do as a fantasy player this year. I think he's not going to do as well. He was kind of inflated on touchdowns, and I think it was also because Godwin had a down year. So I think that, plus Antonio Brown having a full season, will cut into that. I I don't think I feel as good about him as my wide receiver one as I would have in the past. Um, that being said, Deontay Johnson, I feel the same way. I think he's just going to get insane amounts of targets. He was, um, he had, uh, I think, 130 to 150 targets last year, and I think it's it's just going to go up. So really like that. Um, I feel the same way about Trevor Lawrence that I did about the Joe Burrow pick for team number two, where I like that you want a quarterback at this point, but in the same round, Matthew Stafford, Ryan Tannehill, Jalen Hurts all went. I would have taken any of them over Trevor Lawrence at that point, just from the unknown, though I do think Lawrence will be good. There were just better quarterbacks at that spot. So if you really wanted Lawrence instead, I think you could have waited another round and gotten him instead in the next round. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, I'm a big fan of. This year, he's one of my, like, not my my guys, but just one of the guys that I love getting where I can. I think he's just going to get a ton of volume no matter what. So even if he doesn't get top-end points like those other guys, I think he'll be he'll be really, really solid for you. Raheem Mostert's actually one of my favorite picks, probably my favorite of yours value-wise. Um, I could see him... I actually like him better than 
any of the other people you took the rest of the draft, both obviously you took them ahead of them, but also just value wise, like the rest of them, Jalen Waddle is a meh to me. I think this year he won't do a lot fantasy wise. Scotty Miller, I don't know why you're taking him in the 10th round personally. Gronk, you didn't need a backup tight end. And then your last three running backs, I mean, I get they're late, they're dart throws, but none of them stand out to me as much as Raheem Mostert. So I think you did like really, really well from your first eight picks, except for picking the wrong quarterback at Trevor Lawrence. I think your first eight picks were really good, but then your last six just didn't really hold up for me. I know it's, it's a, it's a toss up for how the late round guys will go. I just did not in love with any of them versus people you could have gotten. So I will still go with a B. Um, I think you'll be kind of on the border of making the playoffs. Really. It depends on how Trevor Lawrence does, honestly. So I like the team. I just don't love it. Okay. Uh, moving on to four. Yep. All right. Moving on to four. You pulled the trigger on getting the next quarterback off the board. Um, Josh Allen is is ranked as the number two. I actually prefer Kyler Murray myself this year, but Josh Allen is really, really solid. I think if you're in on getting quarterbacks, just to lock that up right off the bat is nice. You then went uh, George Kittle with your second one, which I like, though, again, I think I would take Darren Wallow over George Kittle this year, and I would take Kyler over Josh Allen this year, but... That's just my own preference. Um, starting out the draft, you didn't take a running back until the fourth round, which kind of scares me. The fact that you then had your running back be Miles Sanders, who is a guy I am just not in love with. Yeah, he might be okay value there, but I just don't think he has held up to the hype. I mean, last season he was a borderline first-round pick or early second-round pick and flopped. So maybe it'll be worth it now as a fourth-rounder for you, but uh, not a fan. Considering you only took one running back in your first eight picks and it was Miles Sanders, I think that position is going to hurt you. Gus Edwards, I'm assuming you guys did this draft before the Dobbins injury news because I think I saw Dobbins picked early at another spot here. So, I mean, Gus Edwards may have saved your running back starters because um, you'll be able to put him in every week this year and probably up and be a, or an RB3 if not better. But, uh, yeah, I like your receivers a lot. I mean, Justin Jefferson and Julio Jones is going to be a, a decent stack. Michael Thomas you're going to have to wait on for a while, so I don't know if that was the right pick. You might not have known the injury news by that point. Jamar Chase, I'm super out on. Having Tua as your second quarterback, there's a lot of hype around whether he's going to take a step forward this year, and he's got uh, both Waddle and Will Fuller as new electric options. So I don't hate it for a later second quarterback, but I think it's going to be not a lot of upside, more just kind of like mid-tier. Um, Tyler Boyd's probably my favorite of your value picks this year, getting him in the 10th. He was actually a wide receiver one before Joe Burrow got injured, which not a lot of people remember. So... Um, he could be really, really good for you. I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up as your number two wide receiver when Julio gets injured inevitably and Michael Thomas never comes back. Um, so overall for this one, I think I would like it a lot more if you had done some more work getting some running back depth. So I'm going to go with like a B minus because I do like the rest of your positions. All right. So uh, this is the team number four, which was Ryan Set 94. Um, sorry if I just doxed you, but that was your team mm-hmm. name, so that's exactly what I went with. <clears throat> uh, I think the pairing with uh, DeAndre Swift and Dalvin, I think that's a really, really nice combo. There is no passing game out there in Detroit other than TJ Hawkinson, so they're going to be feeding the ball to Swift a lot, so I really like that. Uh, let's see here. Allen and Cooper, I think those are solid picks when it comes to your wide receivers. I love the late uh, draft picks of Will Fur- Fuller and Jarvis Landry. Um, your tight ends, though, Dallas Goddard and Troutman, uh, they don't really uh, move the meter for me much, so I'm, I'm kind of out on those guys. 
Um, overall, I feel like you have a lot of talent and potential on this team. I honestly feel that your team's destiny is kind of held by your quarterback position. Um, and what doesn't help either is I don't, I'm not impressed with your tight end room either as well. So um, it's really hard for me to be able to predict how your season is going to go just because of the unknowns with your quarterbacks. So my gut tells me that you're going to be in contention for a playoff spot, but ultimately you won't make it. And for that, I'm going to be giving you a draft letter grade of C. Jack? Yeah, moving on from my review of number five. Uh, like you said, I really like Dalvin at that spot. I think he should have gone 103 personally. Um, Dak Prescott, injury risk coming off of, of last season. But, uh, I mean, the dude was lighting everything on fire to start the season before he got hurt. Um I'm okay with Baker as the QB too. I think they will still run a lot there, but I think if Odell stays healthy, there could be a chance to have him at least give you okay baseline numbers. Honestly, though, looking at this team, I feel like you did a really nice job with the first five picks. Um, Robinson and Mari Cooper in the fourth and fifth, especially. I think those guys are both going to be uh, borderline wide receiver top tens, top ten wide receivers for me. But beyond the top five picks, I really don't know if I like any more of your picks the rest of the way, except for maybe Will Fuller in the 10th, um, just because I think he's a difference maker and he was a wide receiver one before he got hurt in Houston. So you started the draft really, really well, but I think it kind of fell off. And I feel like the depth and the choices you made are going to hurt you. Um, Melvin Gordon, Jarvis Landry, Singletary, not really guys I'm super excited on this year, even with you getting them later. So because of that, I'm going to go a B minus. I think it'll be tough for you to, make the playoffs because you might start really, really well, but an injury to one of your top five guys and you're going to be hurting. Okay. Uh, moving on for me, we're going to go to get scammed. I, I figured out how to say the um, <laughs> usernames this, this time I was trying to sound out, get scammed. We got there. Um, get scammed team number six. I like this team actually a lot more. This was one of my one of my favorites, which we'll get into later. But starting off, I know it's a super flex, but if you have the potential to get value with uh, Alvin Kamara and Austin Eckler as your one-two, those guys are going to get insane volume. They're some of the only true real three-down threats in the league. They're two of the top receiving backs. So, I mean, in a half PPR especially, they're going to get an extra bump. But I'd be cool with this if you were in a, a standard um, – non-PPR league as well those guys you kind of it kind of affords you the ability to just not worry about running back for a while too so then you get to come back with Russell Wilson who's been a top five quarterback since basically the dawn of time I mean he's not flashy he fell off the second half of last year but he's really really consistent um, Keenan Allen at your fourth spot I mean he's he's a super underrated guy he's he's along with Allen Robinson as like the most underrated route runners and receivers in the league to me I think he could be a borderline uh, wide receiver one if he stays healthy with the second year of Herbert. Uh, getting Stafford as your second quarterback is just like, I love consistency and safe baseline with my second guy. So if I can get like a rushing quarterback with the first one, which Russell Wilson is, and then have Matt Stafford, who with those weapons should just put up 20 points week in and week out. I think you have a really, really safe team with your quarterbacks. Miles Gaskin at the sixth round is super underrated too. I think he's the guy that's going to exceed draft expectations big time. T Higgins, I know there's another mouth to feed in Cincinnati, but I mean, he was really, really good last year in one of his first seasons. Uh, Damian Harris is one of my picks for a value this year. Logan Thomas is fine at, at the ninth. I, I don't love taking Johnu Smith also, but I would have been fine with either one of those two as your tight ends. So I like that. Um, Curtis Samuel, Devontae Parker, both kind of dart throws, but uh, I like it. I guess I would have just liked to see you use one of your last couple of picks with the quarterback instead. So 
Um, that's the only thing that holds me back. I think if you had a third quarterback just to protect against injury to Stafford or Russell Wilson in a super flex, I'd just be completely in love. But even still, I think this is a, one of the top at least three teams for me. So you should be locked and loaded and I will go with an A minus here. Okay, cool. Get scammed. Thank you, buddy, for uh, subscribing and listening and everything. I appreciate you. Hey, um, first off, Russell Wilson into Stafford. I feel like that's a legit combo, man. I really do. I, I really love the fact that you got those two quarterbacks. I am high on Matt Stafford this year. I feel like he's going to be an awesome quarterback out there in L.A. Um, it, going into your running backs, I love Kamara into Eckler. I think that's really, really good. Um, I think it's great first two picks. I think you started off your draft really, really strongly with those two picks. And I just love the depth of your running backs that you drafted throughout the uh, the rest of it, uh, the rest of your draft. I just feel like you're going to be set up really, really well. Wide receiver. Keenan Allen as your first wide receiver at, in the fourth round, 407. That's not a bad pickup. You know, he's not going to be... He's not going to be at the top of the wide receiver one charts. Um, I feel like he's kind of past that point. Um, I feel like, though, he does have enough left in the tank to be a bottom-tier wide receiver one this year. So I, I really feel like you got a solid value out of Keenan Allen where, where you drafted him at. Um, a lot of people have high hopes for T. Higgins this year. I'm not sure. Uh, he's expected to get a lot of targets. So if he's doing that, I mean, he could be a PPR monster for sure. Uh, we just have to see how well that offensive line in Cincinnati is going to protect Joe Burrow so he can throw the ball to T. Higgins. Um, at tight end, normally I'm against drafting more than one tight end. I know I've said this, but I'm going to be a little contradictory here. I do not mind Logan Thomas into Johnny Smith. I kind of like it. Um, even if Hunter Henry gets healthy in New England, um, it's possible Johnny Smith could still see um, all the, uh, all, uh, not all the targets, but he could see a decent share of targets, but it's, it's unknown. So I can understand why you drafted him so, so late. Uh, overall, I feel like your team is the most complete and dangerous team that I have seen yet. I did. I looked at all these teams from left to right, so I hadn't finished yet, but I've liked this team the most so far. Um, and so I'm going to give you a draft grade of a, and I do believe you will make the playoffs. So congratulations, get scammed. First A off the board for me. Moving on, we are going to be looking at Jaron's team. Now, I'm going to do this once, and I'm going to do it intentionally. So I'm going to warn you, if you have little kids around or if you have sensitive ears, cover your ears right now. Jack, go ahead, cover your ears. Fuck Jaron. And if you are part of the Drop Shot Discord or the drop shot podcast community. You will very much appreciate that. All right, moving on. Jaron, Kyler Murray at 107. I know he had a blazing start to 2020. He was great. But then the last half of that season, he just dropped off. Like I think in like the last four out of five weeks, he had like less than double digit points. I know it was most likely injury related, but I'm just, 
I I feel like it's too risky of a pick there. We don't know if he's fully recovered. We don't know if teams are scheming against him now. Maybe he's not as accurate as what people thought he was, and so they're just gonna they're they're scheming against him to be a non-productive quarterback. I don't know, and that unknown scares me way too much to be able to draft Kyler Murray that that far up the board. So, um, Trey Lance as your second quarterback. Again, a rookie quarterback. Do we even know if he's going to start? Jack, do we know if he's starting? Uh, if Trey Lance is starting? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's not confirmed. They're expecting it'll be by like week two or three. Yeah, even even so. So you've drafted a rookie quarterback who is not starting. And I don't even know where you picked him. Let me see here. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, you picked ninth, him. Ninth yeah, round. Ninth round. I, I still think it's too high. For a rookie running back where you don't even know if he's going to start, uh, I'm sorry, dude. I don't, not a fan, not a fan whatsoever. All right. Now we're going to talk about your running backs. I hate the fact that you picked two rookie running backs to be your starting running backs. It's way too risky for me. Not only that, you drafted a third rookie running back, which is even riskier. And looking at your running backs now, ETN, he's out for the year. Uh, Javante Williams is in a timeshare with Melvin Gordon where it looks like Melvin Gordon, especially to start off the beginning of the year, is going to get majority of the workload. Um, and who else we got here? Uh, oh, Najee Harris. He's he's my highest on all of the rookie running backs, but we still don't know. It could be, it could be a CEH thing all over again. He might get tons of workload, but he might not make the end zone. He might just get stood up, so he might kind of be a... Uh, a rookie bust this year. I don't like the fact that you went three rookie running backs. Moving on, Terry McLaurin. He is a monster when it comes to PPR, so I think he is going to be great for you out there. He should get you a ton of uh, points. I love that you went Adam Thielen and Jerry Judy as well. I think they are great compliments to Scary Terry. Darren Waller is a PPR machine. I love the fact that you went with uh, Darren Waller. Overall, Though, I hate your team, man. I think it's just, it's awful. Um, I don't like your quarterbacks. I hate your running backs. Yes, you have a great tight end. Yes, you've got great wide receivers. But overall, um, your team is just, I, I believe it's sustained too many injuries already that it, it can't even come back from, right? I mean, you have ETN. He's, you know, yikes. Trey Lance hasn't started yet. Rashad Bateman, he's, what, out for... How many weeks? I don't even know. Uh, Irv Smith, he's gone for the season. I mean, it's just, it's got to be tough. Tough for you already. And the season hasn't even started yet, man. So um, I don't think you're going to make the playoffs, obviously. And I'm giving you a draft, a draft grade of D. Jack, Oof. what do you got? Yeah. Harsh. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I you, I feel a little bit differently about Kyler Murray than you. I'll I'll just try to stick to the new takes. I won't echo what you already said for some of them. But I really really like Kyler Murray. He's my I don't know if he's a dark horse because he's still a top five drafted, but I think he's I like him to surprise as like a, as the QB one this year. So I think if I had to pick somebody that wasn't like Mahomes, um, I really really like Kyler Murray. I'm also in love with Trey Lance as I just talked about a little bit earlier. I think if you would have just taken a third quarterback, even if it was a late one, late one like a, a Derek Carr or a Matt Ryan or just somebody to play until Trey Lance starts, 
Um, once he does, if he plays like I expect him to, I think you having Kyler and Trey Lance is going to be ridiculous um, regardless of the rest of your team. That being said, yeah, you got screwed by injuries. I mean, you took Travis Etienne, who I, I would have thought it was okay. I wouldn't have been in love with the pick before, but he's out for the year. Um, like you said, Irv Smith's out for the year. You, you just kind of kind of got hurt. So if you would have asked me two, three weeks ago, I would have liked this team a lot more. That being said, six rookies. Six rookies on your team. Bateman, St. Brown, Trey Lance, Javante Williams, Travis Etienne, and Najee Harris. I'm not saying that I don't like some of them as values. Najee, actually, I really, really like this year, too. But, like, that's a lot of rookies to be banking on. So I don't know if you just know something that everybody else doesn't scouting or if you just took anybody that was a rookie available. But that worries me. I'm cool rolling the dice on a couple of them, but that many is scary. Um, I like the like the tight end edge you get with Darren Waller. I like Jerry Judy as a pick. I love Terry McLaurin. Thielen, I think, is overrated this year. I don't think I'd take him as early as he's going, but he's still not bad. But beyond that, I just think you like you didn't do a great job at the end of your draft. The last five picks or so were really rough for me. So I think if things go right, you can still make the playoffs, but I'm going to go with more of like a C-plus just because should have been a third quarterback. Got unlucky with injuries, and the rookies is really kind of what shies me away here. Um, all right. Moving on to team number eight, uh, Jay Pritch, six. Going on this team, this I I am in love with this team. So whoever you are out there, if the owner, if you're listening to this podcast live or later on, we're, we're going to be best friends at some point because this is, this is the kind of draft I like to see. Um, he rolled the dice with not going to quarterback early like a lot of his team uh, peers and opponents were doing, but I think I kind of like that because if you're going to go, you kind of got to bob when the other people weave. Like if you're not going to get quarterbacks that you wanted then just say screw it and take the value i mean getting zeke at 108 is crazy to me uh clyde in your third round and david montgomery in the fourth round both of those guys it wouldn't surprise me if they ended up as like late or later rb1s like i think they're both very very good they're gonna get volume they're the only guy nobody's really cutting into it it's just how much their team uses them versus passing wise uh didn't even talk about DeAndre Hopkins at that point with, with your second pick. He's about as safe as they come for a top five wide receiver. Then when you finally did go quarterback, you got one of my favorite values. Um, not necessarily a guy I'm targeting like as a top option, but as far as values goes, Brian Tannehill, I love this year. Like he was, I think from week four on last year, which is when I think they got AJ Brown back. And after their first, their week four bye, he was the quarterback two from weeks five through 17. Like he's, underrated he's been amazing since he left miami he gets julio added in this year and they have a new offensive coordinator who likes to pass the ball more so i really really can't say enough about ryan Tannehill. um then backing that up you did what i think team seven should have done when they took trey lance but not another quarterback you got justin fields who i love but he's gonna have to wait for maybe a week or two so you get ryan fitzpatrick in the meantime nobody knows if he's gonna necessarily start all season but he's gonna be good enough for the first start part of the season to hold you over while you wait for Fields, who I think will be a breakout. Um, Tunyon's fine. Not in love with it, but I mean, in the seventh round, you got it locked up, and I felt good about the rest of your team. I like the Claypool pick. I love the Antonio Brown pick late. Um, the rest of you guys kind of, eh, I wouldn't have taken Ferks, or I would have just gone another running back or wide receiver, but I pretty much love the first, what, 10 straight picks on your team, so super, super solid. This is my pick for, like, a top contender, I think. Even if you lose a player, you've got depth everywhere else that you'll still be fine. So, super good job. This is my only team that's getting a straight-up A. Wow. All right. Well, um, I will have to say that um, 
Pritch, I believe he's Australian. So, um, you know, you, guys, might. you could uh, be, uh, you know, pen pals or something like that. Anyways, <laughs> I'm going to echo... I'm going to echo a lot of what Jack said. I love your running backs. I think echo, Zeke echo. into Edwards into Montgomery is just fantastic. Um, and I, it's it's got to be one of the best running back rooms I I have seen so far. Um, but there there is another one that is in contention. But we'll get to that. Um, I love Tannehill. I love Fitzpatrick as your quarterbacks. I think that that that's those are great uh, dart throws as well. Um, the only thing, the only thing I have about Fitzpatrick is it always seems that Fitzpatrick like implodes in the middle of the season and then he's taken out. So I don't know if that's going to be the issue this year for Fitzpatrick with what they have behind him at quarterback, but that's always something that kind of scares me about uh, Fitzpatrick being my quarterback. Uh, your wide receivers, DeAndre Hopkins, Claypool, I think those are um, really solid ones. Antonio Brown. I'm not really high on him, but I think where you got him in the draft, I think it is really, um, really good value there. And then Tanyan as your tight end, I, um, I'm, there's nothing wrong with it. I think it's decent where you got him. He got a lot of touchdowns last year, so I'm not sure if he's going to have touchdown regression this year, but I do believe that where you got him, it is a respectable pick. I believe you are going to make the playoffs. I think you're going to be one of the top teams in the league. And... I'm going to give your draft a grade letter B+. Moving on, we've got, um, I don't even know what his full name is here because it's um, it's uh, Sniff Sniff Hambone, which is, um, <laughs> I think that's a change it, uh, please. I think you should definitely change that. Um, Travis Kelsey at 109. Um, in a super flex league, I, oh, gosh, it's hard. I don't, I don't love Kelsey going in the first, but again, if you're really targeting him, he's not coming back to you in the second round. So respectable, I get it. Not really my style though, but we'll see how he does. He is a target monster. He is definitely going to get you a ton of PPR points for sure. Moving on, you went into Diggs in your next round, which I think is fantastic. I love Stefan Diggs. I think he's going to be most likely the number one wide receiver this year. Um, I love that Josh Allen just targets him. He is literally Josh Allen's safety blanket. So um, I'm super high on Diggs. Your other uh, wide receivers we're going to talk about, Galladay. I think Galladay is solid uh, where you drafted him. A lot of people, including myself, like to crap all over the New York Giants passing game, but I think Galladay can make a little bit of a difference out there. We'll just see if he can uh, keep that up. Um, Corey Davis, I think that is one of my, my favorite late round picks. A lot of people really, uh, were down on Corey Davis because of his production out there in, um, Tennessee. But I think now that he's with a new team, I think he has the opportunity to really be that guy who demands the ball. He's a great route runner. Um, and he's out there for, I, I don't think he's necessarily injury prone. I know he was out for couple weeks last year maybe the year before i don't remember but usually he's a solid player and i think he's gonna do fantasy wonders um this season uh moving on we're gonna talk about your running backs chris carson uh into chase edmonds um they're solid they're all right they're i mean it's nothing flashy i think they'll be able to get the job done chase edmonds he has a chance to be the starting running back out there in arizona um, uh, I'm not sure exactly how that's going to go, 
but uh, we'll see. So um, I don't see a lot of running back depth to your team, which scares me because I'm just out on James Conner. I mean, he's actually the 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 backup to Edmonds, so um, I, I definitely think that um, instead of drafting um, a second tight end in Evan Ingram, uh, maybe go for another running back that has you know an outside chance. Who knows? But I think you're going to be on the waiver wire looking for running backs a lot this year. Uh, moving on, oh, we already talked about Kelsey as your tight end. So overall, I would say this team. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. We didn't even talk about your quarterbacks. Let's talk about them real quick. Tom Brady and Jalen Hurts. Uh, these, I, I'm going to, I don't, I don't want to hurt Jack's feelings because I know he's a Tom, Tommy <laughs> Bobo. You watch your mouth. When is it going to be that father time is going to catch up to him? Like, I, I just don't like, I understand not, he's good. Not. He's good. He's really good. But like, I mean, yeah, to be realistic, he's probably only got like eight, nine years left. So I mean, <laughs> only, only. Okay. So, but I do like Jalen Hurts, though. I think Jalen Hurts, uh, he has, he has that escapability. He's, he's going to rush a lot. I think he can really get you a lot of points. Tom Brady is still accurate. I mean, if he doesn't do the wounded duck thing like Tom or uh, Peyton Manning did, like on his final season, his Super Bowl season, you know, I think he's going to be a, definitely a viable quarterback. So, as much as I, you know, I wouldn't say I'm out on Tom Brady. I just don't know if I would have taken Tom Brady that high. Um, I still feel like your quarterback um, unit is is fairly decent. So overall. I, I do believe that you have a shot at making the playoffs. I do believe you will sneak in as a five or six seed into the playoffs. I'm going to give your team a B minus. And uh, let's move it on over to Jack. What do you have to say about sniff, sniff, hambone, changes? <laughs> I can't get over the team. Is, is that what happens when you like, if you're like looking in the fridge trying to clean stuff out and you're like, oh God, what's in here? And you're like, <laughs> no, it's a hambone. <laughs> okay, got it. That's, that's what it is. We figured it out. <laughs> um, a a plus for the team name because I I've read it eight like eight nine times now and I still laugh. So, as far as the team itself goes, um, obviously getting Kelsey at the one hundred and nine, I I love that. I'm I'm all in even in a super flex league. I think he's just a difference maker. Uh, Diggs, like you talked about, I won't repeat what everybody already knows that he's great. I really am frustrated because I loved Carson as a running back pick for you, but then you didn't do anything else with running back. You, you used only two other picks in the entire draft out of 15 people, 14 people to take running backs. And you took guys on the same exact team. So like, yeah, you're going to get one good option, hopefully out of them. But like worst case, James Conner gets hurt and Chase Edmonds isn't what they hoped he was best. Like, Best case, they split with each other, and so you're kind of screwed. You can really only hopefully start one each week, and like you're going to be guessing on who to play. So I think your running backs are going to hurt you big time. Um, I really I like your quarterback. Surprise everybody for being in on Brady, but I think he's super good at this point. I think he's going as like the QB seven or eight. That's that's great to me. I know he doesn't run, but he's just got so many weapons. So I think he's still going to do really well. And Hurts kind of gives you that upside rushing, like I talked about. Not as in love with your wide receivers after Diggs. I think Kenny Galladay is going to be. Uh, Hi, Chloe. Uh, Kenny Galladay is just going to be a bust to me this year. I'm super out on him. I also don't like DJ Chark. Cooks, the hope is just that he gets volume, um, but I just I just don't really know. I really like, surprisingly, Corey Davis and uh, Darnell Mooney. I actually like them over pretty much all your other receivers except Diggs. It wouldn't surprise me if Corey Davis, towards the middle of the season, is uh, your wide receiver too, and you're starting him every week, and I think Mooney is just a good breakout pick. 
Um, but again, Evan Ingram, waste of a pick at the end. I'm, I'm not in. You use your first overall pick for Kelsey. You're starting him for a reason. If he gets hurt, I mean, you're probably not coming back super well from a losing a first rounder anyway. So I would have just taken a third quarterback or God help me another running back to help back up some depth. So I think for me, this team is going to be a B. If you would have just taken a running back, not on the same team as each other, like one of your two guys in, in Chase Edmonds and Connor, if it would have been somebody else, or if you would have picked another guy later, I could have seen this being a B plus. Cause I do like your receiver depth as well, but uh, I'm going to stick with a B just cause it didn't, some of the draft decisions didn't make sense to me, but stays a B because of a great team name. Moving on to a less exciting team name. This is a downer now after that. Uh, Face to Squire. Uh, it, it just doesn't grab you like sniff sniff ham bone, let me tell you. Face uh, to Squire gets uh, Saquon rolling the dice a little bit with his injury risk, but I think when he comes back, you're probably going to discount at a top three, four running back in points per game. Having that with Aaron Jones, who's about as safe as they come, I think. So really, really strong with your starting out running backs. Um, don't love Josh Jacobs as much. I mean, you got him in the fourth. Maybe that's okay value, but I feel like I would have maybe gone, I don't know, Montgomery there, Terry McLaurin came after him, Allen Robinson, Keenan Allen, all of those guys I like probably more than Josh Jacobs. So would have done that to get some wide receiver help. That being said, you loaded up on wide receivers with your next four picks. So, I mean, DJ Moore, Robert Woods, Odell, and Corlin Sutton, I all like all of them at those spots you got them this year. I think those are all worth it. And really any of those four could end up being your, your top two starters. Like I, I really wouldn't be surprised if the last two guys you took were better than the first two or vice versa. So I think you got some potential there. Um, Rogers and big Ben, I mean, Rogers MVP, great, but big Ben is your second. Yeah. I'm pretty much out. I think uh, I would have either taken a quarterback like a round earlier when like the Justin Fields and Fitzpatrick's and two all went, or I would have waited and, gotten like a a Carson Wentz or a Sam Darnold or something later I just I think Ben barely came back this season and is one hit away from turning into dust uh Gesicki is kind of that middle of the road tight end where you didn't get a top end guy but you didn't really gain value by taking a late one so Pollard Madison Jacoby Myers could be interesting he looks like he's the the favorite for the number one in the Patriots camp and Michael Pittman um should be amazing with T.Y. Hilton starting it's scheduled to miss the start of the year so Really like that as a value pick. Um, overall, I think this team is good, but your your running back depth. Um, I'm sorry, your running back depth and your wide receiver depth are both really good. I just don't know if a uh, couple of guys are going to pan out, but I think I'm going to give this one a B plus overall. You should at least be in the playoffs, probably like fourth or fifth best regular season wise. All right. So for me, for Face Esquire, I love your team. Your team is probably one of my favorite teams that I've seen on paper in this draft. Um, I'm, I'm with Jack on Saquon. Um, I think that at that spot, I think he, I think I much rather would have had Chubb or Jones, but Barkley is is fine. Um, I love your running back room. I think Barkley into Jones into Jacobs is awesome. I, I really do. I think you've got one of the best, uh, one of the best running back rooms next to uh, Kamara and Eckler. Um, I love your wide receivers as well. I think DJ Moore can have a better year than he did last year. It looks like him and Sam Darnold are really connecting. Uh, Robert Woods has always been a solid player. I'm not as high on OBJ, but um, 
I guess if he's going to be healthy and if he's not going to be a dick to everybody on the team, he might actually get some targets. So we'll see how that pans out. Um, I, I love the fact that you went out and got Pittman late. I think Pittman's going to be a really good player this year. I, um, I've heard from beat writers that when they drafted this guy, they wanted him to be the guy who replaces, um, uh, T Y Hilton when he's done or if he ever moves on or, you know, whatever, like he is supposed to be a high octane player. And I think injury has, has slowed that roll down. But now that he's back and healthy, they expect big things out of him. So I am high on Michael Pittman this year for sure. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Ben Roethlisberger. I love Aaron Rodgers. I had him last year. He took me to the ship. He got me a ship. Uh, so I'm I'm all in on Rodgers again. I think Rodgers is going to be cooking with gas this year. He's got one year left in Green Bay, and then he's going to be a free agent. So I really do think that Aaron Rodgers is just going to light the field on fire. And I think Devontae Adams is probably going to be the benefactor to that as well. But you don't have him on your team, but I'm just stating facts. Ben Roethlisberger, like Jack said, he is so close to turning into dust, it scares me. But I think as long as they have a good enough uh, offensive line and he's able to stand stand straight up, he will be more than serviceable for you. Jacecki, I'm kind of meh on. I don't really care that much. He's he's going to do work. He might not do work. I don't know. He's there. He's he's a body filling a role. Um, I don't really have a, that much of an opinion on him. Overall, though, I really do love your team. I think your team is one of the best teams overall just because of how solid I think your wide receivers, your running backs, and the potential for your quarterback duo. Uh, so, I mean, I'm, I'm picking you as like a Super Bowl favorite, actually. So um, I see you going deep into the playoffs. I'm giving you a grade A+. Plus. I love your team. I love how you drafted. Uh, great job. Moving on, we're going to go to Barnsey. Starting off, uh, I'm just going to talk about his quarterbacks here real quick. I don't like the fact that he grabbed three of them, but he does have Matt Ryan, Taysom Hill, and Sam Darnold. Uh, this draft must have been done before... Um, uh, gosh, what's his name? Was named the starter out there in uh, New Orleans. Um, I'm blanking on it. Shoot. But, I mean, you know who I'm talking about. So... Um, you know, I'm sure he's already been dropped off your roster, but I do think that Sam Darnold, uh, late pick, I think that's actually not bad. Um, he was terrible in the jets, but let's be fair. Anybody under Adam Gase is terrible at football in general, just because his scheme is awful. I, I just, blah. so Sam Darnold, I think I, I, I see a lot of potential out of him out there in Carolina. So uh, Matt Ryan and Sam Darnold, I think they'll be all right for your fantasy team. Running backs, Nick Chubb. I love Nick Chubb. I love me some Nick Chubb. I want, I mean, I'm really high on the guy this year. He had an amazing season last year. I think he's going to be able to do it again this year. James Robinson, I, I love the value in which you drafted James Robinson in the seventh. People are disrespecting him all over the place. And I, I still think that now that ETN is going to be out for a while, maybe the whole season, I can't remember. There's been so many injuries this year. I can't even remember. So Jack yeah, is saying that's correct. Uh, he's going to be out all year. Um, I think Robinson's going to have a monster fantasy year like he did last year. Um, I love that you got Dylan as well. Um, I, he's a great handcuff to um, uh, to Aaron Jones if Aaron Jones goes down in the unlikely event. So I think that was a good pickup there. I just would have liked to see you draft maybe one more running back. 
uh, just because, especially in a super flex league, I just I feel more comfortable because I feel running backs are more valuable. I would much rather have more running backs than than wide receivers. That's my only thing. Wide receivers, though, Devontae Adams, CeeDee Lamb, Lockett, Roby Anderson, LaVisca Chenault, I, those are all solid, solid wide receivers. And I thought you got them all at a really good value as well. Devontae Adams going in the second round, that's, that's crazy, man. So uh, kudos to you. I think your team is destined for the playoffs as well. I'm going to give your team a draft grade of B+. All right, so I'm looking at this team kind of with a little bit different lenses, I guess. Um, if this were a standard league, I think you would have done a really, really nice job. That being said, with it being a super flex, I think you did well taking the picks you did, but your your quarterbacks really worry me. I don't think you got really much in the way of upside whatsoever. I think Matt Ryan, we know what he is. If anything, um, they have less of a threat on the ground this year, at least with defenses expecting anything, and they lost Julio. Yes, you got Kyle Pitts. That's great. I think stack is interesting with having Matt Ryan and Kyle Pitts. I just don't think Matt Ryan is going to be enough. And then having him really backed up with, like you said, Taysom is probably just drop worthy at this point. And Sam Darnold. I like Darnold's prospects. I like him as a value where he will be better than people think. I think he ends up closer to quarterback 15 than like the quarterback 20 plus that he's being drafted as. But Matt Ryan and Darnold together really just does not make me feel good. Um, I think that's going to hold you back despite your running backs and receivers being solid. I do love Chubb. I do love Devontae Adams, especially in the second. That's absurd to me. Um, CeeDee Lamb with the breakout, Tyler Lockett, all the all the players you mentioned before. I really like your receivers the most, pretty much every single one of them you picked um, other than Aguilar, but your top five are all great to me. And all of your running backs I like. Robinson, you really lucked out on. Um, you had you have four running backs. I think I would have liked a little bit more, like Walter said, but the fact that Robinson ended up what he did kind of bailed you out. So running backs and wide receivers, really, really good. Um, just quarterbacks is so important in a super flex, and I think somebody else, like quarterbacks score the most, and if your guys are getting you 15 to 18 and other guys are getting 24 each, that's you giving up six points apiece on each of those positions, which is enough for a good running back. So I think I'm, I'll give you a B. I think you'll still make the playoffs based on the strength of everybody else, but I just think you're going to struggle on the weeks where your quarterbacks don't get it done for you. Uh, last but not least, uh, C. Brown, our final team, almost there. Um, starting out here, Jonathan Taylor at the 112. I like that for a spot for him. I think that's that's good value. Pairing it with Tyreek Hill, who honestly could end up as the, the number one wide receiver. He was already number two last year. He's just a beast to take over a week. Totally brutal losing J.K. Dobbins right off the bat. I mean, he's out for the year, so you would like to have a third-round pick, ideally, versus just setting it on fire. But um, it really killed your running backs from there. I mean, at this point, you basically have Jonathan Taylor and Leonard Fournette. Taylor's great, but having two guys, I mean, you're screwed on a bye week because at this point, there's not really going to be much left in the way of waiver wires. Your receivers are amazing. Tyree Kill and then Brown in the fourth, A.J. Brown in the fourth. Cooper Cup, I like to be more of a top 20 wide receiver this year. Brandon Ayuk, same thing, is great. Noah Fant's good value. Um, all your receivers I love. Your running backs are terrible after Jonathan Taylor. Your quarterbacks, Derek Carr, I think is underrated fantasy-wise, but still not the guy I want as my QB1, especially in the flex league. And then backing that up with Daniel Jones and Zach Wilson. Do I think Zach Wilson will be decent football-wise? Yes. Does that mean I think he's going to be a great fantasy player, especially as your second quarterback? No. And I just don't think that really any of the three of your guys have the upside to, to get it done. I think all three of them could easily finish in the 
the 17 to 24 quarterback range. And I just don't think I see any of them finishing higher than 15. So it's, it's pretty tough. Um, I feel like this is a team that probably won't make the playoffs. If you had JK Dobbins, maybe it's a different story, but even then um, your running back depth and your quarterback quality scares me. So I am going to go on this one with a, a B minus only because Dobbins is not your fault. Otherwise looking at the team on its own, I would say C plus. Okay. And uh, so I'm going to come in here for the last one as well. C Brown, man. Um, I'm going to kind of echo a little bit of what Jack said as well. I am out, 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 out on your quarterbacks. I'm sorry. I do not like Derek Carr. I don't like Daniel Jones. Zach Wilson, he is a huge risk because he is a rookie running, or I'm sorry, a rookie quarterback. Um, we have no idea how he's going to perform in the fantasy wise. So I'm just, I'm out. Um, your wide receivers, I'm a huge fan of. I love Ayuk, uh, Ayuk, sorry, uh, Cup. I think both of those guys are going to have a breakout season. Um, Tyreek, obviously, that's a no brainer. And uh, A.J. Brown, I think even with Julio in Tennessee with him, I still feel like he's going to be able to see that same amount of production because they're going to have to cover somebody else. And so he's going to be left more open. So um, I really feel that your uh, wide receiver core is fantastic. Your running backs, however, um, like Jack said, I mean, I'm... Jonathan Taylor, he was decent. He's probably he's definitely your best running back that you have because well now you only have two running backs. But I definitely would have gone for more running backs. Um, you don't need two tight ends. Um, like if you don't like the first one you have, you're not going to like the second one that you get either. So um, instead of uh, drafting Hooper, you know get get a running back there because you desperately desperately need one. Um. I, in fact, I probably would have used my last three picks to try and get uh, try and get running backs on your squad. Uh, Noah Fant, he's all right. Uh, another middle-of-the-road tight end. Um, I'm kind of meh. don't really have a huge opinion on him. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if Teddy Bridgewater um, targets him a lot. I know that the receivers out there, Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, are going to demand a lot of targets, so that kind of leaves Noah Fant just kind of out there to block and as uh, as an emergency uh, emergency place to throw the ball to. So I don't know if the fantasy outlook for him is necessarily going to be that great. Overall, even though you have probably one of the best wide receiver cores in the uh, in the in the in the league, um, I still think you're out of the playoffs, man. I'm actually going to probably give you a a C minus. Um, I know Dobbins wasn't your fault. And you draft you guys drafted this a while ago, uh, but I just I I'm I'm not a fan. I think that your team needs more balance, um, and I'm I just I don't I don't have any faith in your quarterbacks too, which is is a is a huge thing. So, um, yeah. So that uh, that pretty much wraps it up. Jack, did you have? We did it. We did. We did do it. Jack, <laughs> did you have? Did you have a Super Bowl prediction or anything like that? Uh, for this league? Yeah, yeah, for the league. Um, I went with uh, Team 8, Jay Pritch, versus Team 6, Get Scammed, and a close third with uh, number one, Jimbo Slice. But if I could pick who I want to win, it's definitely Sniff Sniff Hambo, and just based off the name. 
<laughs> okay, all right. My my prediction for the Super Bowl in the drop shot Call of Duty League, fantasy football league, whatever, um, is going to be face a squire facing off, get scammed, and I think face a squire is going to walk away with it just because I think he has the most balanced and deep team out of all of the other teams in the league, but that is my opinion. So congratulations, uh, face a squire for receiving my nomination for the Super Bowl this year. So um, that pretty much is going to wrap up our episode. I think we went a little bit longer than we expected to, um, but we love doing these breakdowns, guys. Um, it, it's a lot of fun to look through and just kind of see how other people like to draft. Um, it's really... Uh, it's... It, it just really is enjoyable, and I'm really happy that you guys uh, let us kind of pick your team apart. Um, I know some of us are kind of mean, but, I mean, it's it's what it is. So don't be butthurt. It's all in good fun. It's only fantasy football. It's not like we're looking at you as bad individuals or anything. So just take it with a grain of salt. This is all supposed to be fun. So we really, really appreciate it. So um, with that being said, um, I think all I want to do is just shout out our Discord. Hey, join our Discord. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, be sure to check out our social media pages. We're going to have content on there, especially on Twitter with lots of like, who would you rather or whatever. So, I mean, just keep checking us out there. Please donate. You can donate to us at www.streamlabs.com slash victoriouspod slash tip. Put in a tip there and, um, you know, if just you... Yeah, if you enjoy our content, this this is a family friendly show, Jack. God damn it! Yeah, well, that's what I was talking about. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just uh, go on over there, send us a tip if you like our content. We would really, really appreciate it. We actually thank you so much for listening to us, subscribing to us, following us on YouTube. We're so close to that 100 subscriber count on YouTube. Please check us out on YouTube. Follow us. You don't even have to watch us. I mean, just you don't have to check the bell. We just want you to subscribe. So please, please do that. And we really appreciate when you do do that. So um, I think that's it for me, Jack. Do you have anything else that you want to uh, that you want to end on? Just to build off, um, we'll uh, we'll give some announcements on timing for next week and stuff. But for our our next episode, we're going to do post our own home league draft. So we'll have a little bit of insight, probably not quite as big of a breakdown as this one, since we're doing it for another league. Our own league knows, knows our teams, but uh, stay tuned for that. So you can kind of see how we, we personally feel about our own teams. And um, a lot of the segments we mentioned before, they're all going to be starting next week. So swim upstream NFL pickums, a um, bunch of different ones like that. Uh, if you want to play along, get involved. Make a tater tot hot take. Get this, uh, get that submitted in the next week or so into the Discord. Come say hey, and then uh, tune back in for next week. Is beyond our own home league draft. We're also going to give some insights for real NFL football, um, some DFS picks that we're looking at. Uh, we're always going to talk redraft leagues as well as dynasty, just kind of how we view different players. So lots of different stuff. A little bit of a little bit of everything for everyone. So don't miss next episode. We're going to have a little bit on-air discussion with you real quick. If I remember right, the next two episodes, you're not available on Thursday. Is that correct? 
Yes. Uh, okay. Next week, I, we just got some plans at home here. And then the following or next week, I'll be out of town. And then the following week, we just got some plans at home. Okay. All right. We will keep everybody updated. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll keep, yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll be posting it on the Discord. We'll be posting it on our social media so you'll be able to know exactly when we stream. So don't worry about it. But it's not like it's going to be... It's either going to be like... Well, most likely, it's going to be on a Wednesday because that's the final day that you're going to be available. So tentatively, it's going to be on a Wednesday, but uh, we will definitely make official announcements uh, when that time comes. So... All right. Other than that, I don't think I have anything else. Um, I just want to say thank you again, everybody, for checking us out. Thank you to the Drop Shot League for letting us roast your guys' draft. We hope you enjoyed it. I know I enjoyed it. I'm sure Jack enjoyed it as well. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you guys next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.